0: Hey church, it is Pastor Chad here and I uh, want to come at you this week with our second glance. I am all alone because Pastor Brian is in Egypt, or not Egypt, Pastor Brian is in Israel. Uh, so if you've been following on his Facebook feed, you've seen some amazing pictures. I uh, can't wait to, to hear and s- just share with him or hear from him what he experienced over there in, in this land, in these places that we read so much about. Um, must be transformative, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, we'll do a special uh, episode maybe on Israel uh, today, the Palestinian conflict and things like that. But hey, I want to get us to the second glance uh, from this past week. So as we've moved forward in our This is Mogginsville series, we're now talking about um, people that have problems with the church, right? If, if we are to to glorify God and we are to reflect that glory into our community, right, our vision statement is so that... Uh, people are led to the truth, transformed by the Holy Spirit, and fall in love with Jesus, we are going to encounter people who have been hurt by the church or people that don't like the idea of the church. And so that's what we're wrestling with. Uh, And last week, we talked about church hurt. Now, we used the story of Hagar, um, Sarai, and Abram. And uh, we talked about how selfishness is the seed, right? God prevented Sarai from having a child, and yet she says, I shall obtain, right? She, she decides to take control for herself. Um, Ishmael comes along and we've got this huge mess. A, a little later, uh, chapter 21 of Genesis, there's another account of this uh, enmity between Sarai and Isaac And Hagar and Ishmael, uh, I want to share with you. Verse 8, chapter 21 says this. And the child, this is Isaac, the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, laughing. That's a key word. Hold on to that. Uh, This is verse 9. She saw, she saw. Hagar's son, Ishmael, laughing at Isaac. So she said to Abraham, cast out this slave woman with her son for the son of this slave woman shall not be heir with my son, Isaac. And the thing was very displeasing to Abraham on account of his son. But God said to Abraham, be not displeased because of your boy and because of the slave woman. Whatever Sarah tells you to do, as she tells you, for through Isaac shall come your offspring. And I will make a great nation of the son of the slave woman also, because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water and the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Then she went, sat down opposite him, a good way off, about the distance of a bow shot. Now hold on to that too, a bow shot. What do we of? We're thinking hunting, we're thinking being killed, we're thinking animals, animal trail. For she said, let me not look on the death of the child. As she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and she wept. And God heard the voice of the boy, and the angel of God called Hagar from heaven and said to her, what troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Up! Lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. Then she went and she filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy and he grew up and he lived in the wilderness and became an expert with a bow. He lived in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. All right, gang, so do you remember... When God promises to Abraham at the Oaks of Mamre that he will have a son. And and what did Sarah do who kind of heard in the tent? She laughed. And God calls her out and he says, why are you laughing? And, And it seems so ridiculous that she would have a child at such an old age. She laughed. Well, Isaac is born. And God says, name him Isaac because you laughed. So Isaac's name means he laughs. All right. Fast forward, the child grows up, the child, uh, this is Isaac. Isaac grows up and Isaac is weaned. This is, let's say, Ishmael's in his late teens and Isaac is a younger boy. One day Sarah looks out and the verse says she saw Ishmael laughing. Now, what could laughing mean? It could mean Isaacing. Okay, because Isaac's name means laughing. There's a great play on words here in the Hebrew. So essentially what the story is telling us is Sarah looked out and she saw Ishmael as somebody who could play the part of Isaac, as somebody who was a threat to her son being the heir of the promises of the covenant of God. And so she gets, she gets upset, right? Um, and in fact, she looks at him. And, and she says, cast out this slave woman to Abraham. Cast out this slave woman, Hagar, with her son. For the son of this slave woman shall not be heir with my son, Isaac. Right? Do you see, we see in this, she sees Ishmael as this great threat to take what, what seems to be rightfully Isaac's as the one that God has given to Abraham and Sarah. Uh, so, so he sends her away. Um, God, I, I Abraham doesn't know what to do. He's crying out. He's like, God, this is my son. Ishmael's my son. Uh, Sarah's my wife. What do I? What do I do here? And uh, uh, God said, to Abraham, don't be displeased. Right. Whatever Sarah says, just do it for now. Um, and I, you know, Isaac will be the one to whom your offspring will be named. But send the slave woman out. So he gives her a skin of water. Hagar goes as far as she can, and she's out of water. And she just realizes this is it. She says, I don't want to see my son die. So she places him within a bow shot, right? Animal trail, out of water. They're never going to make it. And she essentially cried. God, in verse 17, it says, God heard the voice of the boy. Notice, it's not her voice. That's interesting. But the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said, what troubles you, Hagar. God says, listen, take him up. I've got a well for you. I'll provide for you. I'll watch out for you. Because he's Abraham's child, I will make him into a great nation. And so God was with Ishmael. Now, gang, let's talk about this deeper part of the story. right? Um, Hagar feels that all is absolutely lost. Ishmael, who is a son of Abraham, not the son of the promised Isaac, but a son of Abraham, uh, she, God hears the voice of the boy. He hears she, her voice, Hagar's voice as well. And, and he intercedes and he says, no, you're not going to die. I'm going to watch out for him. And boom, magically, uh, God just makes a well appear because God is is super powerful and, and above nature. And so he places them in a, where they can get water. Right? Um, she was able to now have her eyes opened, really, is what happened. God, God allowed her to see this water. She could get the water, and the, the boy was safe. Um, so, this is another layer, gang, to the deep um, concern that God has for, for not only his people, but especially those who have been hurt by his people, right? Um, think, of, think of Paul. Before Paul was, Paul, he was Saul, and Saul ravaged and persecuted the church, the book of Acts tells us. And one day, uh, God appears to Saul, and he says, Saul, why are you persecuting, And, and he uses the words, he doesn't say the church, he doesn't say my followers, he doesn't say why are you persecuting Christians, he says, why are you persecuting me? And this is Jesus saying this, right? That's how God views his people. That that an insult to him, an injury to his people is an injury to him. It's what he looked at and he looks at Pharaoh and he says, let my firstborn go, right? It, it, It was an injury to him if you injured his people. If you have been hurt by the church, I need you to know you have not been hurt by God. And God cares about you and God loves you. And God seeks you out, and he hears your pain, and he hears your cries, just like he did Ishmael's and Hagar's. And, and he hears the messes and sees the messes that the Abrams and Sarah's of the world make. And he He sees what his people do, and he has compassion on the brokenhearted. We're told in Scripture that, that, that God is near to the brokenhearted, that he binds up the wounds of the brokenhearted, that he is with those who are crushed in spirit. It's especially painful when we're hurt by brothers and sisters in the church, but I, I want you to know that God absolutely loves you and He's with you, and God sees it, and God will protect you. God may have to let you; you you may have to suffer for a while, um, but but God will ultimately uh, be the judge. God will be ultimately be the one who who venges, uh, brings vengeance up, uh, and judgment upon situations, and it it, it is God who. It is, it is God who's with you. You know, we, we ended this week with the idea, if you've been hurt by the church, what do you need to know? And you, you, you need to let God be God. But know that God loves you. God is present with you. God sees you when no one else does. God saw Hagar when, when no one else did. God saw Ishmael. He knew what his people, Abraham and Sarah, had done, and he still had great compassion and love and mercy on the injured. Uh, church, I, I have had, since Sunday, it's only Tuesday, I have had at least six people come up to me and share with me deep wounds from the past, both within this congregation and outside in other congregations. And one of the things that I've heard is this, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that I've been hurt. Thank you for giving ear in a place to say that what happened, um, that it is up to God to judge. Uh, Brothers and sisters, for us to live together and to spend time together, unfortunately, uh, the flesh will have these small little battle victories that that we might hurt each other. We have to be careful not to do that. We have to be careful to let God be God, let Him be sovereign, let His desires be our desires, and not get off on our selfishness and sin because it, it just ruins and destroys relationships both within our lives and within the congregation and uh, just within this community. Uh, so, so I appeal to you, continue to yield your life to God. Ask him what his desires and his will are and commit to following them. If you have been hurt, I am so, so sorry. If you have been hurt, talk, come and find me. I, we will listen and we will pray and, and we will point out what God is doing in the midst of this pain and this hurt to 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 move things forward. All right, brothers and sisters, I'm so proud to be your pastor, and, and I know that I, I just see what God is doing through you to this community, and I'm so grateful for it. Thank you. Um, thank you for all those places that, that you have yielded your desires over to what God is looking for, and, and, and it's fun to see, fun to see great things happening. All right, next time we get together, we will have Pastor Brian back with us, hopefully, and uh, maybe we'll hear a little bit about Israel. All right, my friends, uh, God bless. See you soon.